All right. Well, good to see you all again. Who's, who's feeling very tired? Yes, it was a big night last night. That was exciting. And uh, hopefully, you know, we'll be able to stay awake for the next 20 minutes or so. And uh, if, if you don't, I will not hold it against you. So we, uh, we've been looking at uh, courage and Matt asked me to share one of, like, a, you know, my story of courage. And as I kind of shared with you last night, I'm not a particularly courageous person. And we, we've heard some really good stories here, uh, which have been really uh, inspiring and helpful, which have been great. So what I wanted to do, because I, I don't want to add another story of courage, uh, because they've all been great. Sometimes, though, I feel like what we also feel is that We've got all these great stories, but often we don't feel that courageous. So I was like, maybe I'll share some stories of a lack of courage. And then I thought about it, and I was like, <laughs> they're really hard to tell those stories. Not because like emotionally I'm going to like break down, but they're just non-stories. It's like, I should have done that, but I didn't. The end. Like, it's not a very good story. Like, when I, my thing about high school was, when I went into high school, I was, like, terrified of high school. Like, I remember in year six, uh, my next-door neighbor, he was a year older than me, he started going to high school, and I, every day I would ask him, like, what happened to high school today? Were there any fights? Were there bullies? What happened? Tell me what happened to high school. Like, I was, because I was afraid that, like, high school was going to be the worst, and it was just going to be, like, constant bullying. Like, the thing that was the worst, the thing I was most afraid of was, like, getting my head flushed down the toilet because I thought that was like a big thing that always happened in high school. Like I thought I would probably turn up to my first day of high school and I'd be like this little year seven kid with my giant billabong backpack and I'd walk in and they'd be like, you there, year seven, come with me. Welcome to high school. We're going to flush your head down the toilet. And they'd take me into the toilet and then like pick me up with like by my legs and then put me in and then flush me and then like they'd be going, like, oh, and like, yeah, welcome to high school. And then that would just happen all the time. Like every day there'd be like flushings. Like they would like have a schedule. And they'd be like, Tom, French, you're, uh, you're down for a flushing today. And like, look, we can fit you in at about like 12. 12.15, uh, we've, got, we've got Billy before that, and then we've got the McGurgan twins after that, but I reckon we can slot you in for a good flushing. Come on, let's get it done. Like, that's how I, what I thought high school would be like. So I decided what I'm going to do when I get to high school is I'm going to be the least noticeable person at high school that I can be. Like, if nobody knows my name, then I have succeeded at high school. I didn't want to be seen. I didn't want to be known. I just wanted to get through high school being the, you know, like being unknown. Because I was afraid. And so I don't have stories of, of great things that I did at high school. I just have stories of nothing at high school. Like I, I just kind of walked around and avoided, you know, anything. Like I, I did go to my lunchtime Christian group at school. And I joined the leadership group. And leadership in my lunchtime Christian group meant that I turned up to leadership meetings and I ate Tim Tams. That was it. Like, I know I, once, once, this is like the, the biggest thing I did at high school for my faith uh, was I did an announcement for my ICF group in assembly. And, and I was like, I decided this was when I was going to be really brave. And I, I had this great 
announcement planned. I was going to stand up and I was going to be like, you know what? Some of you think the Christians are like this. And some of you think the Christians are like this. Well, you want to know what a Christian is really like? You've got to turn up to B13 on Wednesday lunchtime. Come along and find out what we're really like and meet Jesus. It's going to be fantastic. Like I dreamt about that. Like I was lying in bed and I had that plan. You know when you're in bed and you've got all the courage in the world? Well, in the morning I stood up there at assembly and I was like, come to ICF. It's in B13 lunchtime. That was it. And that was the biggest thing I did for Jesus in my high school. Like I was not a, a someone who was brave in high school. I did not have courage. And I feel like, you know, I've got a lot of stories. Like, like every day there are things which Jesus puts before me and says, you should do that. And I'm like, yeah, I should. And I don't <laughs> because I'm not brave enough. And so we're going we're gonna to look at a story of not having courage because I think that can encourage us as well. So if you've got a Bible and you want to open it to Mark chapter 14, we're going to look at an excellent story. This is Mark chapter 14, and this is the, at Jesus' uh, arrest. Uh, this is all set on the night uh, before Jesus died. Have you guys got it there? If you got it, just kind of hold it open because we're going to work through and then we're going to read a bit. And so if you remember what's happened on this night, uh, the first thing that happens is they're all at dinner together. They're at the Last Supper. And Jesus talks to them and he's like, hey, you know what, guys? You know, we're all here together. And, you know, what's going to happen is I'm going to be arrested. I'm going to be put to death. And you're all going to desert me. And they're like, oh, no, oh, not us. We're definitely, we'll, we'll be with you, Jesus. And he's like, no, you are. You are, you are going to desert me. And then Peter's like, not me, Jesus. I will be with you to the end. And, Peter is like, and Jesus is like, Peter, you will definitely desert me. You are totally doing that. And Peter's like, uh-uh. And then he definitely does. He totally does. You know the story of Peter. Everyone says they're going to stand up for Jesus, and then they don't. And so they head out from the Last Supper, and then they go out to the Garden of Gethsemane, and, they, and Jesus goes off to pray, and he has some disciples with them. And he says to them, would you pray with me? And then he goes off to pray, and, and he's in anguish. And he, he's, like, he's in such anguish, the Bible tells us that he's, he's sweating blood. Because he knows he's about to go and die. And the disciples who have zero empathy, what do they do? They fall asleep. Who identifies with that? Who's identifying with that right now? Like, you, I know that feeling. I'm like, Jesus, I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to pray. It's going to be great. We're going to have a great time together. And I spend a lot more time napping than I do reading my Bible and praying. Like, I'm, I'm reading it, and I'm like, and, and then Jesus went into the temple. And I do that. And then I'll pray. I've, I've prayed some weird things in my time, because I just fall asleep. They're like, Lord God, please, please bring my friend to know you in the car going around the bend. What? I've even fallen asleep while writing in a prayer journal. Like, it's like, I don't know. Like, like I know what these guys feel like. You want, to, you want to be there for Jesus, and then you're not. And then, so then Jesus, after the time in the garden, and three times they fall asleep on him, then they come to arrest him, and Judas turns up, and shows them who Jesus is. He gives him a kiss, uh, and, and it's clear, this is Jesus. This is the one you've got to arrest. And so here we are now in Mark chapter 14, uh, in uh, verse uh, 48. 
It says this. These guys are there and they're there to arrest Jesus. And Jesus says, Am I leading a rebellion that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I was with you teaching in the temple courts and you did not arrest me, but the scriptures must be fulfilled. Then everyone deserted him and fled. All those people who said, we'll be with you to the end, Jesus, they just run away. They're gone. And then here is one of the most amazing two verses in the entire Bible. It says this, A young man wearing nothing but a linen garment was following Jesus. When they seized him, he fled naked, leaving his garment behind. That's a weird thing to have in the Bible. Like here is one of the most significant moments in the history of the world. The Son of God is being arrested and then suddenly there's a streaker running through the Bible. Why is there a streaker in the Bible? You, do, you wouldn't really expect that to happen. Like, like who was there? Like, oh, well, yeah, let's put the streaker in. Like, like one of the, the great things about this, I think, is that it shows us that this is a true story, that Jesus really was arrested and he really was put to death. And this, these are really our eyewitness accounts here. Because if you were making it up, you wouldn't be like, hmm, you know what this story needs? More naked people. That's what it needs. Put that in. No, you wouldn't. And so it's like someone's like someone's like sitting there, like talking to Mark, and Mark's right down. It's like, oh, yeah. And then there was this guy running around in the nude. Yeah, well, we should write that down. Okay, put that in. So the question is, what, what's it doing in the Bible? Why is it there? Well, some people think that actually that this is um, Mark, and he's kind of put written himself in like a special cameo into his book. Like, they think that he was actually there. Kind of like Stan Lee turns up in all the Marvel movies. Yeah, like, Mark's put himself in his own book. Like, if I was going to put myself in my book, it wouldn't be doing that. I'd be the guy who was with Jesus saying, Hey, Jesus, you know all that water? You could turn into wine. You could do that. And I'm like, yeah, good guy. But Mark's like, no, I ran around naked. <laughs> we, we don't know if it's Mark. We don't know who it was. Uh, one of the things which uh, is actually good about this is it's, it's not just there for no reason at all, obviously, uh, but it's actually a fulfillment uh, of, uh, of prophecy. Bet you didn't expect that, did you? In, uh, in Amos uh, chapter 2, it's talking about the day of the Lord. And this is the day when jo God's judgment comes uh, to the earth. And this is what it says uh, about this day. It says, even... Uh, the bravest warriors will flee naked on that day, declares the Lord. And here we have the day when God's judgment is coming to the earth. And it's not falling on, on everyone. It's only falling on one person. It's falling on Jesus Christ. And on that day, when the judgment has fallen on the Son of God, even the bravest of warriors are fleeing naked, running away. And we're seeing in this story how utterly alone Jesus is. And we don't find out who this person is. This person is left anonymous. And I think the reason why we don't know who they are, I think, is actually so that, that we can all, we don't have to know all the answers and we can identify with that. Like how often have you felt like that? That you have abandoned Jesus when you know you shouldn't, you should have stayed with him. You should have stood up for him. You should have spoken up. You should have owned your faith, but you didn't. You weren't there. You ran away. I remember in high school, uh, I had a friend. Uh, it was great. 
Uh, and uh, and this, this friend of mine, he said something rude about another guy in like one of the last periods of the, the day. And it got back to the other guy. And so he decided he was going to punch my friend in the face. It's like, that's what I'm going to do. And a word got around the school, as it does, that this guy was going to punch my friend in the face. And I was like, oh, man. And I knew where it was going to happen. It was going to happen at the station. And I, was, I caught the bus with my friend. And I was with my friend. And we were walking up, up the ramp at the station. And I saw the other guy coming the other way. I'm like, it's about to happen. It's about to happen. I don't want to be here for this. So I just kept walking. I let my friend get punched in the face by himself. Like, that's not brave at all. I, I'm that guy in the Bible. I'm the guy who runs away afraid. And probably you know what it's like. You know that feeling too. There are times when you should have done what was right. That you should have stood up. You should have risked getting hurt. You should have risked your reputation. You should have owned your faith, but you didn't. You didn't have the courage that you needed. Well, you know, you know what's good in this story is that after this point, after everyone has abandoned Jesus, Jesus doesn't abandon them. Like Jesus could have at that point said, right, that's it, I'm out. Like he'd be like, look, this is my arrest. This is my arrest. And now there's a naked person at my arrest. What is going on? I'm out. Father, I'm coming home. I'm not dying for these people. They're a bunch of loonies. I'm done. Beam me up. And he, whoop, he has the ascension early. But he didn't. He stayed. And he went all the way to the cross. And even the, like the people that he loved the most, or the people who were with him the longest, who he'd walked with day in, day out, they left him. And he still went to the cross. And he went there. And he was stripped naked. He was beaten. He was nailed to a cross. And he did that for us. When everyone abandoned him, he didn't abandon us. And the great news of this means that when we abandon Jesus, when we don't have the courage to do what is right, when we don't own our faith, when we don't stand up for him, Jesus doesn't give up on us. He doesn't say, oh, you had your chance, you're done now. He says, I died for even the ones who ran away. You know, the great thing also about this story is that after Jesus died and he came back to life, he went and he tracked down those people who abandoned him and he exacted revenge. It was great. He like, it was like Kill Bill. No, it wasn't. He, he went and found them and he loved them. He cooked them breakfast. He found Peter who, who denied him and he, he brought him back and he commissioned him to serve him. We don't know what happened to the nude runner, but I reckon Jesus tracked him down too, either in person or in his spirit. And those same people who ran away from Jesus, they went on uh, a few weeks later to stand up for Jesus in front of thousands of people and tell them about what Jesus had done. You can read about it in Acts chapter 2, after they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they stood up and thousands of people came to Jesus. You know, your stories of lacking courage are not the only stories that you have to tell. That you have the same Holy Spirit that was with those disciples, the same Holy Spirit who Jesus sent, he, that Holy Spirit can live in you, does live in you if you trust in Jesus. And that Holy Spirit will empower you to have courage and to stand up for Him. You know, in high school, I remember sitting in class and uh, some of you might have heard me say this before, but I remember sitting in class 
And my math teacher was there. He was a lovely guy, but no one respected him. Um, he was the math teacher who, you know, like everyone would, would put, the, the, put things on top of the fans. So that when he'd turn on the fans, in, he'd, they'd just fly off the fans. And he'd be like, oh, whoa, whoa, what happened? Like he was that guy. And one time he had his fly down in class and nobody told him. They all just laughed for the entire class. I didn't, I didn't tell him either because, you know, no courage. I remember how everyone was treating class. I remember looking at him going, the worst thing in the world would be a high, to be a high school teacher. Like, that would be terrible. I would definitely not want to do that. And then, I, and then I thought about it more. I was like, no, no, no. That would not be the worst. The worst thing in the world would be to have to go into high school and tell people about Jesus. That would be the worst thing in the world. I would definitely not want to do that. And then, like, like two years later, God says, hey, Tom, you've got to go into youth ministry. I was like, what? No. But I had to do it because he told me to do it. And then, you know, later on, that, that became my job. I've just finished a job that I spent, you know, over six years just going into high schools and talking about Jesus. Because the stories of your lack of courage are not the only stories that you have to tell. Because we have a, we have a God who has stood up for us in Jesus Christ. A God who has not abandoned us even though we abandon Him. That we can be people who stand up for Him. We can be people who own our faith, who are willing to cop it because we have a God who has copped it for us and sent His Holy Spirit to empower us. So just really quickly before we finish, I'm going to give you a, a few really quick tips about how to stand up for Jesus. And hopefully these practical tips will help you uh, and then we're going to see what happens after that. So the first one is to pray. Because if it is the Holy Spirit who empowers you to have courage, then you've got to talk to God and ask Him to be helping you by His Spirit. The Spirit, He is there and He wants to empower you. So pray. It's a prayer that God loves to answer, to give you the power to stand up for Him. So pray. Pray if you know that you're getting to a situation where you're like, I know this is going to be, this is going to be scary. I know that I'm going to want to mess up here. I know that I'm going to, going to want to deny Jesus here, either with my words or just with my actions. I know that I'm not going to be able to do it. So, so pray. Pray and ask for help. And He will be there for you. He will empower you. The second thing to do is get your friends on board. You've probably got friends around you at school uh, who are Christians. Hopefully you do. If you don't, you can probably track them down and tell them, you say, hey, listen, I need a hand. I find it really hard to stand up for Jesus here at school. So can you help me? You can say to them, Let's, why don't we pray for each other? Or you know what's really hard? You'd be like, well, when in class, when people start talking about Christianity and all the things that, you know, Christians get wrong, when people do that, you know, I want to speak up, but I just don't know how to do it. So can, maybe we can look at each other. We'll make eye contact. And because we, we're feeling the same thing, we're like, let's do it. And you can support each other. You can pray for each other. And then you'll, you know that they're there with you when you are afraid. So you've got your friends and you've got the Holy Spirit. And the last thing is speak up. Just start or take a step. Do one thing, one little thing, and then the rest will follow. That's what I've found. You know, Jesus talks about uh, in the Bible a little bit beforehand how there's going to be a time when people are going to be put on trial for Him and the Holy Spirit is going to be with people telling them how to speak. Tell him what to say. And there are going to be times when you're going to be in trials and you need to speak up, when you need to stand up for him. And so just start. 
Just be like, eh, or ooh, uh, or um, or take the step. One step. And what I have found is when I've done that, that he's turned up and he's empowered me and I've been able to keep going. Because when you start, he's with you the rest of the way. Your stories of a lack of courage do not need to be the only stories that you tell. Because you have a God who has come for you in Jesus Christ, who did not abandon you when everyone else abandoned him. And he will not abandon you, whether you are faithful or faithless. He is here for you, so that you might have courage. How about we stand? And Matt, do you want to come up and join me?